Welcome to the Stewardship Project. I'm Sean Salitro. I'm Andrew Mitchell. If you've ever been challenged with the idea that stewardship goes beyond finances and time, then you're in the right place. And we will be your guides. Welcome to the Stewardship Project. Uh, we are here in our, this is our first real season episode, season four. Um, jumping in, diving in. We're excited to, to be with you guys and talking. Uh, so this first intro episode, uh, I guess we are talking about marriage. And for some people, that topic might not apply. Uh, but one of the joys that we have as being hosts as part of this journey and this project and this podcast is to be able to dive in and explore different topics that truly apply to where we're at in life. Uh, so, so we have the pleasure of being able to talk about marriage with each other uh, on a one-on-one basis sometimes, but also to be able to explore that here with with different guests that we have on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we decided to lead off with marriage in this one because it is very applicable to both of our lives at the moment. Um, I I myself just entered into ten years of of marriage, and Andrew uh nine nine that's correct nine years uh going on 10 so um so yeah so we're both kind of in that journey now i mean obviously been there for a decade so right (laughs) but yeah we're you know uh so so we're going through that and for for each of us there's different things that have made marriage what it is uh and there's different parts of our past that have kind of shaped our either our views or expectations in marriage and given us and and obviously you know our faith has really shaped how we view marriage and how it's supposed to be cared for how it's supposed to be stewarded and how that can be done really well uh, but we really wanted to take that time to talk with each other but also talk with you guys about why we really specifically chose to dive into marriage first and why that's important to us to to take care of and steward well yeah, I think there's a couple of perspectives that we can look at from a, a why marriage um, or why why do we start off with this topic of marriage? And I think importance is definitely one of those things. I think the other thing is just looking at how valuable marriage is when we look at scripture. Uh, Ephesians talks about, you know, husbands laying their lives down for their wives just as Christ laid his life down for the church. And when we, when we look at that relationship between God and the church, like that's an extremely important relationship. And so I really think that that really points the spotlight on the fact that marriage is um, just extremely valuable in, in God's eyes and, and really something to talk about. I think the other aspect that we can look at is just from a cultural perspective is that, that marriage is kind of losing some of its place in society. I'd say a lot of people are, I shouldn't say a lot, there is a growing segment of the population that is avoiding marriage altogether. Um, True. You know, they're choosing not um, to. Yeah, they're choosing choosing to avoid the commitment um, for various reasons. Uh, the divorce rate is extremely high in our, our country, and, and you see people that, you know, they 
they ha- they're married once and they go through this horrible divorce and they choose, you know, or they say, I- I'm never getting married again, not from a perspective of, you know, I have this conviction about it, but they come from the perspective of, I don't want to go through that again. So the way to, to avoid that is just to never, never have that level of commitment or the, the legality of being married to somebody again. And, and I don't know about you, Sean, but, but for me, growing up, I don't know that there was a ton of marriages that I, that I saw or got to be privy to that. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. This is what I want to model my marriage after it was, you know, marriage was definitely something that, you know, even from the time of being a little kid, you know, it's something that I kind of knew like, yeah, I'm going to get married someday. Like that was kind of an assumed type of thing in my life for me, but it de- there was definitely not great models, you know. There was a lot of, you know, fighting in marriage. There was a lot of uh, manipulation. There was a lot of, you know, just various different things from various different um, people that would have been in kind of role model positions. And so, even when my wife and I were dating, there was so much conversation about like we got to do things different than our parents did, than our yeah. you know people that were even close to us did. And one, one side effect of that was we spent a lot of time, um, while they were still healthy and and with us with Brooke's grandparents, they were married for, I think it was well over 60 years by the time they ended up passing away. Wow. Um, and, and they were, you know, they were believers. They had a great marriage. Uh, you know, they had their times of bickering with each other and things like that, but it was just really interesting and encouraging to see how they interacted together, how they had built their marriage over this extremely long period of time. And yeah, it's, it's just super interesting to think about some of those things. Sean, I'd be curious to hear from you. I mean, are there things along those lines of role models or things like that, that have caused that curiosity or, or to answer that question, like why marriage or why to continue to come back to this topic? Sure. I would, I would say for me, I was I was privileged to be able to be in a household where my parents were always together. They were on the same page. They communicated well, as far as I could see, you know. But I, you know, when you're a kid, you have that perspective of my parents are mom and dad also. So there's almost that that idea that you know they they don't ever really do anything wrong in a way. But I only see them for the percentage of time that they're not you know, behind closed doors or at work. Um, so what I'm seeing is mom and dad, and of course they're together. Of course mom and dad are together because they come to yeah. dinner together. They, you know, help me get ready for school in the morning together. And and that's what I see of them is doing the mom and dad things together. I, I don't recall often growing up that I, you know, consciously said in my head, this is how mom and dad are modeling marriage for me. They're just, it's just, they just did. And I think that's what a lot of kids basically see. And it's not until they get older, until their teenage years, you know, post high school, even where they start to look at their parents' marriage and say things like, you know, like you were saying, like, this is what I do or don't want to be. Yeah. Unless those things are truly evident, you know, that they can clearly say, like, I do not want to model that, or I do want to model that. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times, you know, marriages just, just kind of go. Um, and, you don't often think of your own mom and dad like that model, but I, you know, but I did live in a privileged home where I was able to, to see my parents at least model communication and, um, good communication and things like that. But 
you know, you talk about role models and, and things that you can specifically, specifically recall. And, you know, I, I'm trying to think like I had, you know, my friends who had parents that were married, but I didn't look at them as marriage models. Yeah. And so a lot of the times growing up, the thing you think of the most is like, what did, what did I see modeled in TV shows and movies, you know? Mm. And it, in either one, you know, I mean, that's kind of just part of our culture is the, the marriages that you see modeled there. It's either the really extreme highs or the extreme lows, you know, those things, but you don't see a lot of the in-betweens, the mundane, the, the years in between all that kind of stuff. You just see yeah. moments and, um, yeah, I, I don't think until you're either heading towards marriage yourself or in relationships or, um, like I said, post high school that you really start actually thinking about things like, what do I want that to be? Um, and I feel like if you don't, if you're not intentional with those thoughts or conversations, especially with someone that you're moving towards marriage with, you get married and then you have to have those thoughts and conversations after, which you should, obviously. Um, but they almost come up as a surprise. Like, I didn't honestly really even think about this. Like, I didn't think about caring for this thing that I have marriage. I just kind of just saw people doing. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons I thought that that we said like this is important to continually bring people on and talk about this because um, these do have to be intentional conversations. It's not something that just happens. You know, you don't just fall into a good marriage. Um, you don't just know how to steward that. You know, um, it's not learned over time. And and a lot of the times, you know, you and I have talked about this as well. Like we have to model this for our kids. Right. We want to be conscious about that. Um, modeling it as far as example goes but having those conversations as our kids are getting older as we have you know whether we have boys or girls that we won't be able to say like this is how a husband cares for his wife this is how a wife cares for her husband um how those roles are unique and how those things happen they don't just happen like you got it, it does take work and sometimes my wife and i come to those like tough communication nights sometimes where um one of her common phrases like Sometimes it just sucks that this is work. Like that this <laughs> that this takes work. Like like it does. It does sometimes. You wish that it could just be you you know, you say I do and then like this is just so great all the time. It's just so great. Um but there are moments and you know, in the in the amount of time that we are married, which is, you know, pales in comparison to the sixty years that your grandparents had, um, we have had those moments of sometimes this isn't great. Yeah. And there are tough moments, but um, yeah, I mean, speaking about those moments, have you had, Not spe I'm not going to say, name the specific moments you had in your marriage, but <laughs> have you, like, in your mind, can you think of just like, yeah, there have been times where I've had to say like, man, this is, this takes work yeah. and I need to be intentional about this. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really interesting because I had a mentor when Brooke and I were engaged that kind of and he actually ended up being the pastor that married us. So we did all our premarital counseling with him and everything like that. But he made the comment as we were, you know, working our way towards our, our wedding date, he made the comment that marriage is like a mirror. It's gonna, it, you're going to point a mirror on yourself and you're going to, your, your spouse is going to mirror all these things that you might not know about yourself back at yourself and it might that that's where a lot of some of the pain and and uh, you might not like that and, and, yeah. yeah exactly it, it like it's not gonna turn out well or you know you're gonna have to sort through some things um, and I felt like that was actually like a really good warning because 
yeah, I would say, you know, thinking back on, you know, the different times that we've had conflict or we've had things to work through, some of it is that some of that's realizing, wow, I have this really uh, hard aspect to my personality that I really need to work on, you know, how does this, how, how what's the positive of this thing and, and capturing that and being able to, to change and move away from the negative aspect of that, um, you know, other things, you know, fall in the category of communication. And, and sometimes, you know, we have to learn how to communicate in a different way because you know, within marriage opposites attract. And so, you know, your, your spouse is, is different from you. So if I just communicate in the way that I need to be communicated to, my wife's probably not going to hear that in the same way. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a constant learning, learning curve to, to figure out, you know, what should I be doing? How should I be doing it? And, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's interesting to think about kind of what you were talking about with, there are seasons where it does feel kind of easy and natural. And it's almost like those seasons are setting us up for the season where the work has to be put in. And obviously we hope that it's, you know, kind of this constant trajectory, you know, up and to the right that our marriage is longer, better, you know, all of those things. But Sometimes it feels like when we get to those coasting points, we've kind of plateaued and potentially taken a step back. And then we end up having that same, you know, argument or fight or thing to work through with our spouse um, that we were hoping that we had solved the last time that we talked about it. But 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 potentially because we were, you know, coasting in some of those times that sets us up to to walk through some of those seasons. Sean, I'd be curious, you know, leading up to, you know, these next two episodes where we're going to be talking with a couple guests. I'm I'm curious if there's anything that you're hoping to get from these conversations. Uh, Obviously, I'm hoping that whatever I hear makes me an instant better husband. But um, (laughs) no, I'm I'm, I'm hoping to to really just be able to sit back and soak in and learn. Um, Yeah the particular guests that we spoke to have each been married for 25 plus years. And, and that's obviously amazing to be able to speak at somebody at that point, especially the point where we're at and be like, wow, wow, that's amazing. That's more than double the time of Mary. So that's, I mean, to us, that's a long time and I want to get to 60. Um, but that's the point. Like I want to get to 60, you know, I want to get to 60 plus. And, um, this is, I guess this is a weird thing to say, but I'm hoping to be humbled Mm. in it. I've been, man, the older I get, the more I learn the value of being humbled yeah. and that the pain's okay with that. And so I'm I'm hoping out of those conversations, at least, you know, from each of the guests that we have on, because we do have two guests for these marriage episodes, that something sparks in me where I'm humbled by something that is said and brought to a point of like, yeah, I do. I do need to work on that very specific thing. Sure. And that's what I've been praying about is before we had these guests on, um, that, that they would highlight something that I really needed to, to think about or talk about. So that's great. Yeah. How about you? Has there been something on your mind with these or that you've been hoping for? Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything super specific, but I do think it is one of those things that you kind of learn, um, you learn kind of based off of these different people's areas of specialty, some different facets or, or look at marriage from just a little bit of a different perspective. I think last season was great with uh, Jeff and Shanti Feldhan, you know, very kind of statistical analysis approach to marriage and what makes it good. But there's so much of it that's just kind of very simple and very boiled down to like the happiest marriages 
are the people that assume the best about their spouse. Like it seems sure. very simple, but yep. every time I hear it and every time I think about it, I'm like, man, it's so true. Like, so, so, you know, getting to tech talk with Ted and Greg, um, yeah, I'm really kind of hoping just to see another facet or maybe something that I haven't looked at before. And, um, yeah, just just get another another kind of arrow in my quiver to be able to use and think about as you know we go through everyday life. You know, there's never a point in time where we're not married. Uh, so in in a lot of ways, we it affects our entire lives um, as far as you know how our marriage intertwines with everything else. And so um, yeah, it's always it's always good to be thinking and, and talking about those things. So just yeah, just looking to learn more, kind of in a general sense. Yeah. Sean, tell us a little bit about the guests that we've, you know, chose to have on. Why Ted? Why Greg? Um, yeah, let's just go from there. Yeah. Well, like you said, we've been very blessed to have a guest that we've had so far mm-hmm. for any topic, but for marriage specifically, um, just to get people who are focusing on either a specific area or have been over their time of studying and research and writing. So, uh, I, you know, we'll talk more about who Ted and, and Greg are um, in the actual episodes, but yeah, we, we've been blessed to get connected to some people who are, who are prominent authors and speakers, pastors as well. Um, Greg more, or I mean, Ted more on the side of he's a, he's a, you know, he's a pastor, but he's, he's a constant speaker. He's sought after for all kinds of marriage conferences, but he also does a, you know, a traveling comedy show focused around marriage and date nights and dating continuing to date your spouse. So we really wanted to get him on because obviously the, you know, he's a, he's hilarious. I mean, if you check out any of his stuff on YouTube, the guy just knows how to instantly relate to anybody in his audience and just pinpoint specific things in his marriage that anybody can relate to. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely great to have him on. And then Greg is one of the leading guys over at focus on the family, um, has worked with them for a long time as well as his, so did his dad, um, Gary, and uh, we were hoping to have Greg and his wife Aaron on at the same time, but it didn't work out with Aaron's scheduling. So we got Greg, which is um, you know we got one of two, which is always great. You know we'll take what we can get, obviously. And and Greg was great to speak to because what he really poured into, and we'll talk about this obviously more in the intro of the ad episode, but um, was more of the conflict side of things, which is something that you know the longer you're married, the longer in any relationship, conflict will be there. Um, and even if it's been a year of marriage, that conflict can be there. It doesn't matter how long you've been married, you're going to face it. So we knew that we kind of had to dive into that if we're going to talk about stewarding it well, because that's when it's the hardest to, to steward. So, um, so both you could, you could definitely call both Greg and Ted experts. And we were, I think we were very happy and blessed to be able to have them on. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to start season four. Obviously, we've been talking about this for an entire month now, being able to dive into season four. And so next two weeks, we'll have uh, Ted on the next week. And then the week after that, we'll have Greg joining us. So, yeah, we're looking forward to starting to share some of the content that we've got with you guys. And, yeah, let's let's continue on the journey. Let's do it. Thanks for allowing us to be a part of your stewardship journey. Share your journey with us by connecting with us on Facebook or by emailing us at thestewardshippodcast at gmail.com. If this is your first time joining us, we'd love for you to check out our previous conversations. Be sure to tune in next week for another Stewardship Conversation.